Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is that every believer would not just attend church, but also hear from God daily through His Word. As we read the Bible, we begin to see how God responds to things. Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc slash soap. Chapter 27 of the book of Leviticus. Let's pray and then we'll get into it. Father, we just thank you for your word. Um, God, we thank you for the incredible day and week that I'm sure many of us had. Uh, for those who maybe struggled yesterday, because we know that for some holidays are tough um, due to different situations, God, illnesses or a loss of loved ones, God, I pray that you would comfort those um, who maybe weren't feeling so joyful about yesterday, God, but I just pray, God, uh, that we would find the uh, beauty in being able to be grateful through the good and the bad, God. And so we're just thankful that, God, we may lose a lot. We may lose people, but, God, we'll never lose you. We'll never lose your love. We'll never lose your mercy. And so we just thank you for that. We thank you that you are a good and faithful God. And so, Lord, today as we read your word, let it come alive to us. Let it speak to us, minister to us in places where we need healing. Let it bring healing places where we need deliverance. Let it bring deliverance in places where it needs to challenge us and correct us. God, let it do it so as well. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right. The book of Leviticus, chapter 27. It says, The Lord said to Moses, Speak to the Israelites and say to them, If anyone makes a special vow to dedicate a person to the Lord by giving the equivalent value, set the value of a male between the ages of 20 and 60 at 50 shekels of silver. According to the sanctuary, shekel for a female set her value at 30 shekels. For a person between the ages of 5 and 20, set the value of a man at 20 shekels and of a female at 10 shekels. For a person between one month and five years, set the value of, the, of a male at five shekels of silver and that of a female at three shekels of silver. For a person 60 years or old or more, set the value of a male at, at 15 shekels and of a female at 10 shekels. If anyone making the vow is too poor to pay the specified amount, the person being dedicated is to be presented to the priest who will set the value according to the one making the vow the vow can afford. If what they vowed is an animal that is acceptable as an offering to the Lord, such an animal given to the Lord becomes holy. They must not exchange it or substitute a good one for a bad one or a bad one for a good one. If they should substitute one animal for another, both it and the substitute become holy. If what they vowed is a ceremonially unclean animal, one that is not acceptable as one as an offering to the Lord, the animal must be presented to the priest, who will judge its quality as good or bad. Whatever value the priest then sets, that is what it will be. 
If the owner wishes to redeem the animal, a fifth must be added to its value. If anyone dedicates their house as something holy to the Lord, the priest will judge its quality as good or bad. Whatever value the priest then sets, so it will remain. If the one who dedicates their house wishes to redeem it, they must add a fifth of its value, and the, th and the house will again become theirs. If anyone dedicates to the Lord a part of their family land, its value is to be set according to the amount of seed required for it, 50 shekels of silver to a homer of barley seed. If they dedicate a field during the year of Jubilee, the value that has been set remains. If they, But if they dedicate a field after Jubilee, the priest will determine the value according to the number of years that remain until the next year of Jubilee, and its set, and its set value will be reduced. If the one who dedicates the field wishes to redeem it, they must add a fifth to its value, and the field will again become theirs. If, however, they do not redeem the field, or if they have sold it to someone else, it can never be redeemed. When the field is released in the Jubilee, it will become holy like a field devoted to the Lord. It will become prop priestly property. If anyone dedicates to the Lord a field they have brought, which is not part of their family land, the priest will determine its value up to the year of Jubilee, and the owner must pay its value on that day as something holy to the Lord. In the year of Jubilee, the field will revert to the person from whom it was bought, the one whose land it was. Every value is to be set according to the sanctuary shekel, 20 geras to the shekel. Verse 26. No one, however, may dedicate the firstborn of an animal, since the firstborn already belongs to the Lord, whether an ox or a sheep, it is the Lord's. If it is one of the unclean animals, it may be bought back at its set value, adding a fifth of the value to it. If it is not redeemed, it is to be sold at its set value. But nothing that a person owns and devotes to the Lord whether a human being or an animal or, or family land may be sold or redeemed, everything so devoted is most holy to the Lord. No person devoted, devoted to destruction may be ransomed. They are to be put to death. Verse 30, A tithe of everything from the land, whether grain from the soil or fruit from the trees, belongs to the Lord. It is holy to the Lord. Whoever would redeem any of their tithe must add a fifth of the value to it. Every tithe of the herd and flock, every tenth animal that passes under the shepherd's fraud will be holy to the Lord. No one may pick out the good from the bad or make any substitution. If anyone does make a substitution, both the animal and its substitute become holy and cannot be redeemed. These are the commands the Lord gave Moses at Mount Sinai for the Israelites. All right, come on, let's put our hands together for reading the very last verse of the book of Leviticus. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So I think what I got from this chapter, so as I was doing my research, 
Um, I discovered that most, this chapter at the very end of the book of Leviticus is a little bit different from the rest of the chapters in the book of, the, of Leviticus. Because unlike the other chapters where it establishes a bunch of laws and rules, this really talks about a personal vow that people make unto the Lord, right? It talks uh, specifically about vows that are made voluntarily unto God, where it's not a requirement from the Lord, but it's what we decide to do from our own hearts, love, passion, desire for the Lord, right? And it says that when a man consecrates by a vow a certain person, now it's talking about both people and animals in this chapter, um, Another side note, most scholars believe and would communicate this as almost like an appendix to a book, right? Where at the end of, the, of a book, you'll see that you'll find an appendix where it has like more resources and things that, right? So, um, so this is not necessarily a part of the laws or it is a, a part of the book of the law. However, it, dev it devotes a lot of its content to people who make personal vows voluntarily to the Lord. All right, this chapter deals with things that are given by, to God by a vow. That means they are not required but a, by a command of the law, but the vow was freely promised and given as a gift to God. In this case, it deals with the persons that were promised to the Lord in a vow when it's talking about people, right? A vow is a promise made to God voluntarily. And not in obedience to any divine requirement. In these cases, the beauty about this is that it gives the person making the vow of consecration something definite to do, right? And what it does is it really makes the vow a serious thing. Right, there's nothing worse than when people make a promise or a vow that they cannot keep. And what the Lord is doing in this chapter, what the Bible is really trying to teach us is, hey, when you make a vow unto the Lord, you let your yes be yes and your no be no. What you say you're going to do, you better do it. What you say you're going to give, you better give it. Um, in fact, the Bible is very clear about this in the book of, of Matthew, I believe it is, when Jesus was talking about making um, promises. He says, let your yes be yes and your no be no, right? In the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 23 and 22, it refers us to, uh, to not sin from making a vow, right? But once you make a vow, you have to keep it. Uh, in the book of Numbers, it does the same thing about talks about women who make vows. Uh, the book of Ecclesiastes, chapters five, verse four to six. Actually, I'll read Deuteronomy twenty-three so that we could see it. Deuteronomy twenty-three. It says, verse twenty-one: If you make a vow to the Lord your God, do not be slow to pay it. Right. Make sure that you show some kind of urgency to fulfill your vow to the Lord. For it says, for the Lord your God will certainly demand it of you, and you will be guilty of sin. So, this is interesting, because a vow 
is a personal voluntary promise that you make unto the Lord. It is not a law that is given to you. It is not a requirement of you. However, when you make a vow, it is so serious that if you do not keep that vow, you have broken a law. Isn't that interesting? But if you refrain from making a vow, it says in verse 22 of Deuteronomy chapter 23, uh, but if you refrain from making a vow, you will not be guilty. So in other words, it's best for you not to make a vow and not to say anything than for you to say something and not do it. Whatever your lips utter, you must be sure to do because you made your vow freely to the Lord. That's key. Freely. This is something that you freely decided to do, that you freely out of your heart told God you would do. And you cannot make a promise to God that you cannot keep, right? But you freely, uh, because you made your vow freely to the Lord, your God with your own mouth. The book of Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 4 says this, When you make a vow to God, do not delay to fulfill it. He has no pleasure in fools. Fulfill your vow. It is better not to make a vow than to make one and not fulfill it. Do not let your mouth lead you into sin and do not protest to the temple's messenger. My vow was a mistake. Why should God be angry at, at what you say and destroy the works of your hands? And then verse 7, this is key. Much dreaming and many words are meaningless. Therefore, fear God. I think the important thing that the Bible is trying to teach us is that we ought to fulfill the vows that we make to the Lord because first and foremost, we fear Him. Because we have a reverence for Him. Because He is not someone or something to be taken lightly. Right? So we have to make sure that we fulfill all of our promises to the Lord. But I think if we take it a step further, what this chapter is talking about is when we vow, right? Back in the old days, you were able to make a vow and uh, present people and animals to the Lord. But let's make it a little bit pers more personal. In the New Testament, obviously, and in today's living, we cannot offer up people's lives or animals. But in the New Testament and today's Christian living, we offer up ourselves. We offer up ourselves. And we, in a sense, give ourselves up as a vow unto the Lord. To say, God, you have my life. God, here I am in total surrender to do your will. God, here I am to serve your people and to serve your church. And the truth is, and the sad reality is, is that for many of us, we take that vow. And we don't take it as seriously as it is. Right? That when we commit our own lives unto the Lord, that we commit it to the Lord wholly, that we give it to the Lord sacrificially. That's why uh, Jesus talks a lot, a lot in the New Testament and in the Gospels, specifically in the book of Luke. He's very specific that when anyone is to give their lives to him, they are to lose their lives and not try to save it. Because if you try to save your life, you will lose it. Right. 
But instead, he says, we are to take up our cross daily and be crucified with him. You know, in the, in the book of Luke chapter 9, uh, when people, there's a guy who comes up to him and he's like, Jesus, I will follow you wherever you go. And he's like, hey, listen, foxes have places to lay their head and birds have places to sleep at night. But the, but the son of man has no way, nowhere to lay his head, right? He's saying, hey, you have to count the cost of what it means to live for me and to serve me. In, other, in another case, he invites somebody to follow him. And he's like, hey, let me go bury my father. And Jesus is like, hey, let the, let the dead bury their own dead, right? Following Jesus is a very serious matter. He continues in that same chapter. It's the book of Luke chapter 9. And uh, he said, he asked somebody to come follow him. And the guys, let me go finish my, my work in my field. And Jesus says, anyone who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is not worthy of the kingdom, right? When we make a vow to follow Jesus, when we make a vow to serve the Lord, when we make a vow to dedicate our lives personally unto God, it is a serious vow. It is a serious commitment. It is something that we should not take lightly, and we ought to devote ourselves wholly unto God. Everything that we do, we ought to do wholly unto the Lord. Everything that we say, we ought to say holy unto the Lord. Everything we give, we ought to give holy unto the Lord. So if you get anything from this, it is that anything we offer up to the Lord, whether it be people, whether it be animals, or whether it be our own personal lives, we are to give holy unto the Lord. Holy unto the Lord. Amen. That's what I got. That's what I got from the book, chapter 27 of the book of Leviticus. Let me know what you got in the comments out of it before we get into some prayer and let everybody go rest after the Thanksgiving feast. Let me pull up the comments here. Come on. As I said something in last week's team prayer before services about giving ourselves holy so that God make can make us holy. Heather is such a legend, such a legend. That is so good. And that's exactly, and uh, see, that's such a good point because when we do not give ourselves holy unto the Lord, and that is exactly what it says, right? Because he says, if you try to substitute it, that substitute in the book of Leviticus chapter 27, the substitute, let me find it again. Okay. Okay. Verse 10, they must not exchange it or substitute a good one for a bad one or bad one for a good one. If they should substitute one animal for another, both it and the substitute become holy, right? If you don't give yourself holy, there's no substitutions in the Lord. There's no mistakes. Ecclesiastes says, hey, don't come to God. Don't come to the priest and say that your sacrifice was done by mistake. No, no, no. Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 4. We're going back to that. And do not, verse 6, do not let your mouth lead you into sin and do not protest to the temple messenger. My vow was a mistake. Why should you, God, 
be angry at what you say and destroy the work of your hands. If you're going to become holy, you got to give yourself wholly unto the Lord and let it not be done in a mistake. Amen. All right, let's pray. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your truth. We thank you uh, that your word is alive and it is living and it pierces to the deepest parts of the soul, exposing our lives. God, I pray that today as we read your word, that God, you would expose everything within us, rip out everything that does not please you, everything that causes us to compromise. God, I pray that as we surrender our lives unto you, that as we sacrifice, offer up our lives as a living sacrifice, God, that it would be pleasing unto you, that we would do so wholly unto you, God, that we would give everything we have to you because you alone deserve it and you alone are worthy of it. So God, I pray as we go into the weekend that you would bless each and every person that is logged into the soap right now, uh, that is listening. God, I pray that you would bless their families, bless their homes, bless their marriages, bless their finances, God. I pray that you would do a miraculous work in each and every single one of their lives. And I pray, God, that as we go into the weekend and we go to gather together on Sunday, God, that you would move in a mighty way, that you would speak to us, that you would uh, bring healing and deliverance and freedom and life change to each and every person that walks in through those doors. God, I pray on Sunday that not one person would leave the same way that they came, but God, that each person would experience something new, something fresh, something powerful with you. And I ask all these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. All right, guys. I love you. Thank you for tuning in. I will see you all next week.